to Simpler. We are three pastors, husbands, and fathers on a journey to make life simpler by holding Jesus as the core for every belief and practice. This journey has shaped us to be more like Christ, freed us from the shame of failure, and encouraged us to a deeper love of our Lord and God. We invite you to join us in the discussions that have shaped and continue to shape our lives. Uh, this one is a New American Standard. Hey. I like the extra space. Mm-hmm. <laughs> hey, it's you don't have to like hold it out like this. No, it's this got, is it's this, got bigger font. This is not the bigger font, but I do have really. Uh, Did you get a large a large print though? I, I do have one. <laughs> yeah, so this is this is still well. This might be a nine instead. I think most of them are eight. It just looks a little bigger than it mm-hmm. might. It might be your other one that you preach with. Yeah, it might be. Uh, the pages are definitely bigger. Pretty soon, Pierce, we're going to have to buy a bigger table for Ryan to peach, preach from because he's got Bible with bigger font. <laughs> exactly. Next thing Bible. you know, Ryan, it'll be like that Bible at the Ozona yep. D-Nell yep. that was on the Lord's Supper table. But I, I did just read through the new English translation, and I think that one is a size 10 font. And I'm like, man, this is so nice. stinking easy to read. <laughs> uh, there's a lot of things that I'm realizing like, hey, I need to, I need to just be more vigilant, pay attention to di- different things. Now, I don't know. Make, did you finish? Did you finish the Net Bible? Yeah. Did you like it overall? Yeah, I mean, it's it's definitely one I would recommend. I I haven't bumped into a translation yet that I wouldn't recommend. Um, gotcha. It, well, that's we'll not true. To, we'll yeah, so how do you the, feel about like Amplified and NLT? So that's that's true. So our, I don't know if you you wouldn't say you wouldn't recommend the NLT. You would say like there's things you don't like about it. Yeah, and I would say the that reason the, we couldn't say we couldn't recommend it is because the reason we used to say that Brandon used to say that is because of the way they went about translation. And then we realized later mm-hmm. after meeting some translators, like it's a, it's a faulty place for us to come at. Yeah. It's, oh, gotcha. From like word to say that the only way to translate is word for word. we learned this from a missionary buddy excludes like 98% of the world's languages. True. Yeah. 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 That makes sense. Yeah. So like NRSV, NLT, I think are soft translations mm-hmm. and I, I don't think they're a bad place to start. I don't know that they're beneficial for long-term study. Yeah. 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 We did uh, at young adults. We have a we have a woman who had NLT, and uh, I think we were t- we were talking about predestination. I told you a little bit about that. But the NLT, all the places we talked about predestination, didn't use the word predestination. Talked about God's plan or God's knowledge and yeah. things like that. So, um, and we talked. She was like, "I don't like NLT. Nobody else reads it. I can't follow along anywhere we go." And that was her whole reason for it. Yeah, like, it makes sense. I go places. They're reading out of NIV, ESV, or New American yeah. Standard, and I just can't well, follow along. And even though we can't say that it's like a standard, like we couldn't say like the only way to translate is word for word. We can say in English that it's it's a good way to translate mm-hmm. because yeah. we can do that. In we have the ability to. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. and I think the I think it really has to be about the intent of the text. If you can capture the intent of the yeah, text absolutely. correctly, right. yeah. you know, which is why um, there's a there's a Greek prefix that means by, B-Y, um, but depending on which type of noun it's attached to, it can mean by or it can be through. So like, so oh. I learned this by the word mm-hmm. or I learned this through the word. Like, and it has slightly different implications, but it can mean like, I learned this by the apostles teaching me, mm-hmm. or I learned this through the means of the Holy Spirit. Like, yeah. so one is passive and one's active, mm-hmm. but, uh, and so yeah, that makes a difference, you know, mm-hmm. like, how do you feel about the amplified version? 
I don't know if I've ever asked you that. I've never read that. Yeah. I, I've never read it. It would take stinking forever. But <laughs> I, it's like any synonym. Have you seen the amplified version? No. It's like any synonym that they can have, or like if there's any. For my people told me this, so I don't know if it's true. You can correct me if I'm wrong. But like if a Greek word or a Hebrew word can have multiple meanings, they put all of those meanings in the sentence, and so they'll what? like how they'll list off. So instead of saying just by or through, they'd be like, "I learned this by comma through the Holy Spirit." So it's like yeah. they have everything oh. that it could mean right there. Yeah. And so you're right. It's just so long. I, I think. I I mean, I think it's reasonable. I just think it's tedious. Like yeah, yeah, yeah. it would be difficult to study from that. Well, sorry, it'd be great to study from. It'd be a terrible reader. Yeah, just to be able to flow. Yeah, you can't yeah. really flow through it. So have your reader Bible, but have your amplified Bible nearby for study because then that's going to give you a quick snapshot of kind of the Greek and yeah. other ideas behind it. But I, I sort of feel like when I'm preaching, I sometimes read the text with an amplified voice you because it ryan's amplified you'll you'll say you're reading from the text but then you'll like well like like, like yesterday different yesterday there was a text that had uh a lot of pronouns referring to god mm -hmm. but that you get you lose it a little bit because yeah. like three or four verses mm -hmm. in you're like who's the he here is it jesus or is it god so i almost always will fill in the pronoun and yeah. say god this or jesus this so like i'll tweak it like that just because i don't want to take the time to walk through every pronoun with yeah the audience we have yeah, yeah, 35 yeah. minutes exactly so, yeah dope well hey thanks you guys, you guys doing all right yeah man doing well we're just gonna jump in Let's today today's a fifth tuesday fifth twist day it's the end like, of like, go ahead and hey uh fifth tuesday on fifth tuesdays we jump into a conversation we don't there it is oh man <laughs> <laughs> that we don't uh I want to rip these headphones <laughs> off. Man. Uh, I forget how we say it normally, but we don't have like a simple review, like nailed down. It's kind of an open discussion forum yeah. type thing where we have a topic we want to discuss and we just jump right in. So, Although this one is one we've probably talked about to some extent. With yeah, sure. Maybe yeah. not as pointedly. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So Ryan, what are we talking about today? So this topic comes from our good friend, Stacy again. Uh, and Hi, Stacy. Hey, Stace. This is the little arms guy. <laughs> Golly, <laughs> poor dude. So, poor guy. Man, he's going to go to the gym. He turn, turns off the podcast. Go <laughs> yeah. gets a pump and comes back. No, like, he's going to listen to the podcast. Like, to <laughs> as as motivation. Mad. Yeah. He's like, I'll show you. Uh, but Stacy, Stacy texted and asked and said, how do, we, how do we better submit to the Holy Spirit? How do we submit ourselves to the Holy Spirit? How do we die to ourselves more daily? How do we live by the Holy Spirit? What does that look like from a practical standpoint? And so he's referencing, as we have before, I think Galatians 5.16, that if you walk by the Spirit, you will not carry out the desires of the flesh. In Galatians 5, it's interesting. It says, um, if, we, if we live by the Spirit, let us also walk by the Spirit. Uh, some translations will say, if we walk by the Spirit, let us also continue to walk by the Spirit. It's kind of a weird thing. But it's the idea being that if the Spirit has given us life, then let's continue by the Spirit which I think is probably the better way to translate that in chapter five. If we live by the spirit, let's also walk by the spirit mm -hmm. because that's exactly what he's saying in chapter three, you foolish Galatians who has bewitched you having started by the spirit. Are you now yep. being perfected by works of the flesh? Uh, did you receive the spirit by faith or by works? Since you received it by faith, continue, right? Mm -hmm. So like this idea of continuing in the spirit, remaining in the spirit, uh, there are two verses throughout Paul's writings, one that says don't quench the Holy Spirit, one that says don't put out the Spirit's fire. There, there's just not a lot of information about 
what those means. But both of those statements come in lists that Paul is giving yeah. to his people. So it's kind of hard to nail down like what that looks like. Mm-hmm. It appears in both of those places, it has to do with how we interact with fellow believers and how we conduct ourselves just in general. But man, I really wish Paul had written more on that. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> but what does it look like for us to submit to the Holy Spirit? And part of the reason we're doing this as a fifth Tuesday is because there are not a lot of text specifically geared uh, instructionally as to what it looks like to submit to the Spirit. We know that we're called to. We know that the Spirit is the source of our life. We know that the Spirit guides us into truth. We know that the Spirit empowers in us the fruit of the Spirit, as seen here in Galatians 5. We know that the Spirit is our seal, our guarantee that we are in Christ uh, from Ephesians 1, 12, and 13. We know that we are no longer people of flesh, but we are deemed people of the Spirit based on Romans 8. Mm -hmm. But what does it mean for us to submit to the Spirit? And, uh, you know, what we tend to say, the language we tend to use is we've got to die to ourselves every day. Mm-hmm. And I, I saw a video uh, by a guy on Instagram this past week, and he was kind of just ripping that apart. And he was just like, he goes, that, that text, that idea never occurs in the scripture. Or at mm-hmm. least those words never occur in the scripture to die to self. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and I agree with him that those words don't occur in the scripture, but there is the idea, uh, Galatians 2.20, I've been crucified with Christ. I no longer live, but Christ lives in me. There is the idea in um, Romans 6 that that we have died with Christ, we have been joined with Christ in his death, that we've been raised to walk in newness of life, that we are to now consider ourselves dead to sin and alive to God. All of those are things that come through the Spirit, as he's going to later explain in chapter 8. And so maybe instead of saying, we, we talk a, about identity a lot, um, so maybe Maybe where we, I need to tweak my language, I won't put it on you guys. Maybe where I need to tweak my language instead of saying from the pulpit and uh, f- from other opportunities, instead of saying we need to die more to ourselves, maybe, maybe the correct way to view that is because we are, have died, our old self yeah. has died, and we have been made new, let's remember that who you were is dead, it's gone. Mm-hmm. In- instead of like, that needs to die more, because it would appear that that's the work that God has done in us already, right? Well, I think that I think the problem lies a lot of times in this conversation that we put the focus because we put the focus on the death rather than the life we have. The life, mm. yeah. Which is what he's saying in Galatians five. Yeah. Um, walk by the spirit. You don't get to the walk by the spirit if you're still trying to die to self. Mm. Right. I mean, if the goal, I think it's what he's saying. Like the contrast in Galatians five sixteen is walking by the spirit or, um, in verse, uh, he doesn't actually say, but like. The contrast is really walking by the spirit or gratifying the desires of the flesh or gratifying the Walk, desires of yourself. Walking by the law even, yeah. Well, yeah. it's getting there. But like yeah. gratifying the desires of self, which is doing works on your own, yeah. which is that is according to the law in his context there in Galatians 5. So it's the contrast is I either let the spirit lead me, yeah. which I think is part of where we should go in this conversation. Yeah. Because I don't think a lot of people want to say it that way. Right. Mm. Either let the spirit lead me or I do it on my own. Right. It's kind of the, I, Which I think is it's the a conversation contrast. that's happening in Galatians. Yeah. So yeah. If, like a lot, that's what I was saying. If the, if the question that we ask is how do I die to self? You're asking the wrong question. No, great point. That's what I'm saying is like, I yeah. think so many people are hung up on that. How do I, how do I stop doing this? How do I die to self? The, the reason you're still struggling is because you're asking the wrong question. Well, and to be fair, man, this, this pisses me off, but <laughs> like, I've been in church my whole life. I've been preaching for 28 years and I still default to my old settings sometimes. Like, uh, I feel like I'm smarter than that now, but sometimes I just, 
I default to I think it shows the power of like ingrained thoughts. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So so what I said when I started this, and I shouldn't have, what I said is walk by the spirit and you won't carry out the desires of the flesh, is what I said. What the verse actually says is to your point, Micah, but I say walk by the spirit and you won't carry out the desires of the flesh. And while that might seem nuanced, it might seem like semantics. The but I say is in direct contrast to the thing before it, yep. where he's talking about people who are trying to live according to the law. And he says, um, the loss is fulfilled in one word. You shall love your neighbor as yourself. And so what people tend to do is go, see, we fulfill the law by loving our neighbor as ourselves." And then Paul goes, no, no, no. But what I say, so if you're, if you're looking to fulfill the law, which is the issue he's been dealing with in Galatians, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. it's fulfilled in this, love your neighbor as yourself. But what I say for you to do is submit to the spirit. Yep. Yeah. And, and so we have to remember that, thank you, Micah. We have to remember that but I say submit to the spirit is in contrast to doing things of your own power, of your own ability, according to works of the law or any other standard, any standard that is not the spirit. Including trying to do something Jesus has already done. Yeah. Including <laughs> trying to accomplish some kind of holiness of your own doing, of your own yeah. works, or as he says here, of the flesh. And I think that's why I say it's the wrong question. Yeah. Honestly, I think it's a lie of the enemy that is like, weaseled its way into church language where we say like, you got to die to self. I don't have a problem with that. If we're talking about salvation. Yeah. Yeah. In terms of like, I have to recognize my sinfulness and my need for a savior and that I'm incapable of accomplishing righteousness on my own works. Yeah. So what do I do? I proclaim Jesus as Lord, submit to him as savior, acknowledge my faith in him as, as God, as the son of God, who bore my sin on the cross, took it to the grave and rose three days later. Like, that if that's what we mean by dying to self, I'm yeah. in. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I've if been you crucified mean, with Christ. Yeah, if you part. mean after that, after I have like been given new life in Christ, that somehow I still have to die to self. Yeah, I'd like to know where that. I know the ideas of the text people use for that. Yeah, I just want to know like, like, well, we maybe we should talk about those texts because maybe that's confusing for people. Like maybe that's why they ask those questions is is these these ideas of like, um, um. Like with Jesus, what's the discipleship statements you used to teach? Like you, yeah. you get to take your cross, bear your cross, cross, take your cross. Me. Um, there's, well, there, there is Colossians three, right? That says put to death what is earthly in you. Sure. And, and I think that those things fit into this conversation. Sure. And I think that's, um, if that's what people mean by die to self, yeah. that's a whole different conversation, but that's not, yeah. that's not die to self. That's recognizing that we are somehow, there's still this, there's still this contrast that is possible. Mm-hmm. Um, of people who have been born of the spirit, if you will, right. still trying to gratify the desires of the flesh or still trying to live according to their own works. Right. Yeah. And I think that's the contrast we're talking about here. So that's Paul's instruction. Like when you're, when you're killing what was, what once was, that's not, uh, and this is up for debate, I guess. I don't think that's the same concept as I'm, I'm dying to self in the sense of like, because if I'm dying to self, I'm, I'm, that statement seems to me like it's in contrast to what Jesus has done. If yeah. I'm recognizing that there's still something in me, whatever it is that longs to do it on my own and saying, I'm going to like keep that at bay by walking by the spirit, which is what he seems to be saying here in Galatians yeah. five, mm-hmm. that feels different to me than saying I'm taking on the responsibility on my own of saying I'm killing it. Gotcha. Gotcha. So for you, it seems it's an issue of ownership, um, or, or who's doing the work. Yep, because in that passage in Colossians 2, I mean, I think his remedy is he says, set your minds on the things above. Yeah. yeah. So it's not the, 
when he says put to death, therefore what is earthly in you, I don't think that is in, in its own statement. It has to fit in the context of his phrasing there. Yeah. Right. So he doesn't say put to death what is earthly in you. See you later. Yeah, he yeah, says, yeah. "Put to death what is earthly in you. Don't be don't be allured away by these things, philosophy, empty deceit, asceticism. Instead, yeah, set your minds on the things above. So that's right. how do you put to death what is earthly in you? I think what he's saying is, yeah, set your yeah. mind on the things above. Yeah, that makes sense because in the context of of Colossians as a whole, and you just alluded to it, but this this philosophy that people are teaching, and mm-hmm. um, there is at least in the mix." Uh, observing certain days as more holy than others. Yeah. There is a criticism over Sabbath. Yeah. There is uh, an uh, an abstention from from foods and different things like that. And he goes, no, these things are these aren't the goal. <laughs> like mm-hmm. the, the goal isn't th- these things. Set your mind, chapter three, on the things above, where Christ is seated. Don't you know that Christ Jesus, when Christ Jesus, who is your life, appears, you will appear with him in glory. Mm-hmm. Um, and therefore, put to death anything that is earthly in you. And I think that that's how Paul tends to talk about it is there are earthly things yeah. and there are things of God. And But you're and right. See, that feels the same to me as like the identity thing you mentioned earlier. Like yeah, it's, uh, putting to death what is earthly in you. I mean, I don't think that, I don't want anybody to ever hear me say that doesn't mean you don't like, uh, I'm trying to think of an example, like a stupid example. All right, for guys, we talk about this all the time. <laughs> it doesn't mean you don't like, drive by or walk by this super hot chick running and go, I'm just going to look at her. Cause there's no, like I'm, I'm walking by the spirit now. It doesn't matter what I do. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah. like, that's, actually, freedom. <laughs> that's actually, I think what the context of first John is, is this group of people mm-hmm. teaching that you can, because the spirit is good and flesh is evil, that because your spirit's been saved, you can do whatever the heck you want to do in your flesh. It doesn't matter. That's, I think yeah. the contrast John is talking about in first John so I don't don't hear me say that. I'm not saying like you just go willy nilly through life knowing I'm okay now. That's yeah. not what I'm saying at all. I'm not, I think what Paul is acknowledging that there's those moments when you're saying like you, to use a stupid example, like you drive by or walk by the chick running as a dude. Here's here's the difference I think in the in like the idea of dying to yourself versus the idea of walking by the spirit. I drive by that chick, and. The the question in my mind, if I'm asking it, I got to die to self, is I look at her and there's an immediate moment of like, huh, mm. Mm. And then if I'm someone who's like dying to self, I go, oh, crap. I just like tainted myself. Yeah. The person... <laughs> The person who the person who walks by you the ate spirit. At Taco Bell is <laughs> <laughs> that was a good meme. Why yeah. does Taco Bell not have a playground? Because <laughs> you can't go play the playground without messing your pants. Anyway, so but like the difference in mindset is I drive by and and the question I begin to ask is not like don't do it, don't do it, don't do it. I go. Yeah. That's not who I am anymore. Exactly. My goal now is like, I want to live for the glory of Jesus. Those are two contrasting mindsets. One yeah, is, sure. one is I got to keep myself from doing that. Mm-hmm. And the other is, am I think what Paul's saying, die, like, like put to death what is earthly in you yeah. is an acknowledgement that that's not who I am anymore. Like put mm-hmm. to death who you were. You are no longer that person. You're no longer under that. You have been, you've been given life by the spirit. So recognize in those moments that this is not who you are, mm-hmm. and to use a phrase we've we've used before, stop being stupid yep. and live your life for the glory of Jesus. So, like when someone, like when someone come and ask, comes and asks me that, like how do I, how do I get rid of this sin in my life? Which is a legit question. I think sure. a lot of people yeah. want to know. This is kind of the conversation. I think right. Isn't that yeah. kind of the question? Like how do I, how do I stop doing this stuff? 
I, I still think the question is flawed. Yeah. I still think it's the wrong, it's the wrong motive. Yeah. It's the wrong direction. It's, it's how do I, how do I put Jesus more at the center of my life, at the core of my heart and my mind, where when things come up and I am tempted to be who I was before, um, what's the, what's the means by which I can like become someone who is living for God more living according to the spirit more mm -hmm. or walking by the spirit more. I think those that might seem like a minute difference, but I think it, it plays out big. If my mindset when I approach sin is I have to stop versus yeah. this is stupid. This is not who I am. That changes it. Like I asked yeah. someone recently, um, <clears throat> we were talking, I think they were talking about porn. Mm -hmm. Um, this might've been, you guys might've been part of this, but I, I think I know because it was a disc golf conversation mm -hmm. of when I was on a disc golf trip. I asked, I told them, I was like, next time you find yourself tempted, like you, you pop up a website. I was like, do this. I said, why don't you pray in that moment and say, God, help me glorify you in this and mm -hmm. see how it goes. Yeah. Right. <laughs> yeah. See how it goes. Yeah. That's what I mean. Like, yep. what we want someone to say is, no, here's five steps of how to not go to that website. <laughs> right. And yeah. that's the difference. I'm saying like, how about you just say, God, help me glorify you in this yeah. and see what happens. Yeah. Watch what happens. This is interesting. And I think that this is <laughs> to the point of, well, Galatians five, also in Romans seven and eight. But so, but I say, what about the spirit? You won't carry out the desires of the flesh. Right. There is a, a concern that the people in the regions of Galatia have to submit to the law, to obey the law, whatever. And he's like, man, you guys are idiots. Like you started by the spirit, finished by the spirit. Yeah. Right. And then in verse 18 of Galatians 5, he says, if you're led by the spirit, you are not under the law. So coming back to the question of how do we submit more to the spirit? Um, I think at least part of it has to be, part of it has to be almost a, a rejection of Part of submitting to the spirit, it, because uh, how do I want to say this? Because you're going to jump all over me no matter what I say here. <laughs> we'll just say it. Then. I know. Yeah. <laughs> no, 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 no. You'll have to make it prettier, okay? But the reality is that based on, on Romans 6, based on Romans 7, based on Romans 8, based on Galatians, there are two modes of pursuing holiness or pursuing a life that glorifies God, mm -hmm. right? Throughout the Bible. There are two modes. And one mode is through the law, through the system of, and the structure of the law and the rules. Yeah. And one mode is through the spirit. Right. And the mode of the law and the rules could never bring about righteousness or holiness, mm -hmm. but the spirit can't do anything but that. Mm -hmm. It, it mm -hmm. does bring mm -hmm. about righteousness and holiness. And so that's why Paul's calling these people fools. It's why he says, the law says, if you want to fulfill the whole law, love your neighbors yourself. But I say to you, walk by the spirit. And then he says, for the desires of the flesh, which we've talked about before on the podcast, but a lot of people read that as sin nature and it's not, it's, it's the works according to the law. It's Galatians three, those works done by the power of the flesh. Yeah. He says that and the spirit are at odds with one another. And I think a lot of Christians think they're submitting to the spirit by heaping up the rules. Yep. Mm -hmm. And, and one of the, one of the best ways, according to scripture that we can, we can walk by the spirit is to be done with the system of the law. Yeah. Because, yeah. because there's only two modes by which holy living, I'll say it that way, yeah. is pursued. Mm -hmm. And one is the law and one is the spirit. Yeah. And according to Galatians 5.17, those two modes are in opposition to one another and yeah. not in cooperation with one another. Mm -hmm. And a lot of people preach them as though they're in cooperation with one another. Yep. And so it, that's why he says uh, in verse 18, but if you're led by the spirit, which you're he's... Not. 
he's told you to do in verse 16. Yeah. You are not under the law. Mm-hmm. It, and, and so since the law cannot bring about faith or righteousness or holiness or forgiveness, but the spirit does all of those things, which is why in Romans 7, having talked about the futility of the law, he says, who will rescue me from this body of death? Thanks be to God through Jesus Christ, our Lord. And then in chapter eight, he says, for the law of the spirit of life yeah. has set me free from the law of, of sin, sin and death. death. Yeah. And, and, and so it, one of the, here's you, my, here's my argument. You're set free, but you're still living under captivity. Yeah, exactly. Here's my argument um, based on Romans six. And I feel like this is a fair argument. Like we talk about being set free from slavery to sin mm-hmm. and slavery to the law. What we don't typically talk about then is that the converse of that in in Romans six is slavery to the things of God. Mm-hmm. Like it, you you are a mm. servant to the one you obey. He yeah. says, either sin which leads to death or righteousness which brings glory to God, and those are the two modes again: the law or the spirit, right? And so what the the, the wrong thing that we that we assume, and Micah, this goes back to your point a little bit ago, the thing that we assume wrongly is that we have some sort of control. Mm. And that I need mm. to be better at this. I need to do more. Yeah, at this. he actually says that in yeah. Galatians five. He says uh, in verse seventeen, the desires of the flesh are against right. the spirit. The desires of the spirit against the flesh. For these are opposed to each other to keep you from doing the things you want to do. Right. And so you're not in control. You're not in control. So part you're of- not in control of the of of. I think what he's saying here is there's the contrast to living according to the law is submitting to the spirit. Yes. You're in control of that. Of, of choosing to submit to the spirit. Yes. Yeah. But he's saying the consequences of like, of the, the actions that take place are to your point, the actions that take place in your life are direct consequence of you either choosing to submit to the spirit, spirit or to try to do it on your own. Right. That's what he's saying for you. Don't do what you want to do, which is interesting to me. I just not thought Back about to this. Romans seven. Romans seven. Yeah. I've never actually made that connection before. You probably have like years ago, but I'd never thought about that before. So, so that's what he says in Romans seven. And mm-hmm. then, springboarding from that from Romans 6. So if you, if you can think about it like this, this is a really dumb example, but uh, I'm going to go back to when I was 17, 18 years old and I went up to Canada to visit my aunt and uncle up there and we were staying on my grandmother's property, beautiful property right next to the Red Deer River. Uh, it's probably 40 or 50 yards across the river right there by the cabin. Wow. And my uncle and I got in the wetsuit one day and we decided to try to walk across like, cause it was only like thigh deep mm. and it was so stinking powerful that once it was above your knees, you were done. Like, cause your knees would buckle. The water would just mm. push you in. So we would swam back to shore, but we ended up like 200, 300 yards <laughs> down the river by the time we got back to the shore. Right. Yeah. And, and so the reality is the works of the flesh, i.e. works through the law or the works of the spirit are both rivers. And, and really all you're doing is choosing which river you're, you're submitting to. <laughs> right. Because the fruit of, of submitting to the flesh and the works of the law, he tells you what that is in chapter five. And he contrasts that with the fruit of the spirit, which is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. And then in chapter six, he says, the one who lives by this rule, basically submitting to, to the spirit, peace and grace on you. Yeah. You yeah. know? Because circumcision doesn't count for anything and uncircumcision doesn't count for anything, but the spirit, a life lived by faith in the spirit, that's what counts, right? And that you are a new creature, he says, is what counts. That's an interesting point in this conversation. It doesn't count for anything. Yeah. Speaking of those who mm. put faith in Jesus, well, in, in general, yeah. but like specifically those of you who've put faith in Jesus, your accomplishment of works of the law has no value. Yeah. Yeah. They mean nothing. Yeah. And so maybe, maybe one of the, uh, I don't feel like this is super practical, but 
kind of makes sense in my brain. So maybe one of the biggest and best things that we can do in, 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 with the aim of walking by the spirit is to intentionally quit walking by the flesh. Yeah. I, I totally agree. Cause I think that's the Romans eight yeah. concept. You are no longer of the flesh. Right. It's like this constant, now, Paul's constantly reminding them, this is yeah. not who you are anymore. Yeah. Again, I just glazed over it just a second ago, but like most, most people talk about flesh from the standpoint of sin nature. And yeah. that is not how Paul uses that term in Galatians. He is using it to talk about works of the flesh, i.e. the law. You'll notice every time he uses the word flesh, he attaches it to works of the law. In every place in Galatians, he's, that's what he's comparing it to. So the contrast in Galatians is the works of the flesh, i.e. works through the law or works done by the spirit. Mm-hmm. And, and so how do we submit more to the spirit? Like, it's kind of a weird question because it's almost as though it's almost as though we think the, the Holy Spirit is impotent until we give him the go-ahead. Yeah. I don't think it's more. No. I don't yeah. think there's like levels of it. Well, there can't be, according to John, because God gives the Spirit without measure. So if we have the yeah. fullness of the Spirit, then the the issue isn't, you know, like, well, you were really bad today, so the Spirit's like got you on timeout. It's not that. It, if If we are led by the Spirit, it is because we are choosing not to be led by the works, mm-hmm. the works of the law. Yeah. And, and and it I, goes back to Romans six. You are a servant of whoever you choose to serve. Yeah, I, I see your points. I think I might phrase that what you just said a little differently. Good to Better. walk by the spirit <laughs> is to choose to not walk by the flesh is what you're saying. But that's that's backwards from how Paul says it. Walk by the spirit so that you won't walk by the the flesh. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. I think you're correct in your point. Like you have to change your mindset where I'm not trying to live by the works of the law anymore, yeah, which is what he's foolish doing. Galatians. But I don't think the statement should be to walk by the spirit. You're choosing to not walk by, even though I understand what you're yeah. saying. I don't think the statement needs to be to walk by the spirit means you're choosing to not walk by the flesh. I think it's backwards. I think the, I get you. the, the yeah. statement is when you walk by, when you acknowledge who you are mm-hmm. yeah. and are, are saying, here's my identity. Now the result will be the that result you're not, that you're not walking by the flesh. Yeah. 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 I think, so, oh, sorry, go ahead. Go. I think that at least from my limited group kind of in college and stuff, I was thinking like, why would we ask it that way of submitting more to the spirit? And I think for us at least, and I would assume it probably ties into a lot of people is we became Christians. And then the things like lying, things like being mean, things like hating people, things like getting annoyed, um, certain things, depending on personalities were the easy things, right? Mm. And then things like porn and lust and those things, those were the hard things. And so we would phrase it in such a way of like, well, I'm submitting over here. How can I submit more so that I can therefore be stronger in this area as well? And it, I think it all goes back to everything, everything you're saying. I was just thinking, why would we say more? But it's still a faulty question because what, we, what we're doing in that moment is we're basing it off of our own strength, first of all. And we're yeah. also looking at like, we're saying, well... <laughs> Lies are weak in the ways of God, and I could I can submit a level one submission, right? But porn, that's a level twenty submission, and I don't know if I'm there. So, like, you're viewing you're viewing sins categorically and 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 heavier than others versus a versus understanding the cross for what actually happened, where, where Christ defeated sin, where He gave us new life through the resurrection, and so like this is this is holistic. This isn't yeah. like you're working your way up, you're yeah. training, but in everything else in life, we do have to work our way up. We do have yeah. to train. We do have to get stronger, and so. Can we acknowledge that, like, on a practical sense, that it's easier? Like, if we're trying to do it, Mm -hmm. it's easier to, like, 
decide I'm not going to lie. Oh yeah. Than it is to like not be drawn in by sexual temptation. Mm -hmm. There's something stronger about that, which I think is why God uses that language so much in the old Testament to describe the the Israel Israelites worshiping other gods. It's like, it's that comparison. There's, it's almost like, I think what you said earlier, Ryan, like the, there's something sexualized intimacy about you choosing who you're going to worship. And in essence, like you Mm -hmm. are, like being intimate, if you will, with God, or you're being intimate with someone else. That's kind of the language God uses, seems like in the Old Testament. Yeah. So yeah. I think maybe there's a, should be at least an acknowledgement in a practical sense that yeah. there is something that seems a little more intense yeah. about sexual sin than language mm. or yeah, lying. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? So, like, yeah. well, it's, it's why we have so many programs and different things to help people avoid that, right? Yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And so that's why I'm, I'm wondering. Covenant mm-hmm. eyes, but there's there's not like covenant lying, <laughs> you know? <laughs> yeah, that's right. You know? I'm wondering if. Uh, covenant easily angered. <laughs> yeah, that's right. So, yeah. I mean, there's a, yeah, there's a lot of things. That, but I'm wondering if, to your point, we've so categorized things mm-hmm. that we have almost put. Here's, here's what I total thought. I think that a lot of Christians have like just kind of given into sexual temptations because they feel like they can't overcome it. Mm-hmm. And I think it's because it's categorized. Like they're going to, I think you just said this, you're going to work really hard at this stuff to make them look good on the outside. I, I, yeah. I, my language is good. I don't lie. I, you know, I'm not easy. Like they're going to do all those things, but it's like, as long as someone doesn't see what website I go to. Yeah. And it's funny to me that that's the visual. Like that's exactly what Paul's talking about here. Like circumcision or uncircumcision doesn't count for anything. If you're saying I'm circumcised, but I am like disregarding every other aspect of the law. He's saying you can't do that because to live by a piece of the law means I have to live by the whole yeah. thing. You can't say I'm doing really good at not lying, but I'm I'm giving into sexual temptation all the time. It's that's a worthless exactly. pursuit because it's still of your own doing. Mm-hmm. I think that's a contrast he's saying there is by the spirit. Yeah. Yeah. It's about the flesh. It, yeah, I agree with you guys. It's interesting because I think that I think that my take on Y'all are talking about like lying and sexual sin. I think my take on those two things is maybe in some regard, the opposite of yours. Uh, I don't disagree with your statement. hundred percent agree, which is weird that I can have a different position, but still agree with you guys. But I think that most, I think that there are so many rules and standards and things in place for Christians to deal with sexual sin that most, most Christians are like, man, I've never cheated on my wife. You know, or it, like, mm. are there people who so they're still categorizing it differently, but they're viewing it, it as a prideful thing instead of, well, so sort of, yeah. So like what, what I have found is that a lot of people are really pleased that they don't look at porn or they're really pleased that mm-hmm. they haven't ever committed an affair or whatever. And you yeah. say, yeah, man, but you, you talk to people and they go, but these other things that I do lying or, you mm-hmm. know, I don't honor God with my language or sometimes I'm easily angered or I'm rude or whatever. That's just human. <laughs> and and so they they take these oh, things yeah. and they're like, but that's just that's just human. Everybody's that way. Yeah. But to me, the moment somebody makes that, and this is where I completely agree with yeah, you guys. Yeah. The moment that somebody makes those distinguishing marks, it tells you that they're doing it of their own power. They're exactly. living by works of yeah. the law rather than by the spirit. Yeah. Because or can we be clear on that? Like not works, probably not works of the law. Yeah. Yeah. But sorry. Like works of uh, some system. kind of standard, some yeah, sort of yeah. a system. They have some sort of Christian moral system in place, system, yeah. a moral code. Yeah. Thank you. So, cause it's not the mosaic law, but 
they have some sort of moral code that they've put in place that they've been yeah. convinced to put in place. And so they're like, yeah, I've never cheated on my wife, but I can't avoid these other things because this is normal everyday behavior for right. humans, which tells me right away that they are living by a moral code yeah. rather than by the spirit. Yeah. Because, because the spirit that would put to death the desire for adultery will also put to death the desire of speaking wickedly against a brother in Christ, mm-hmm. like James talks about, yeah. you know, like his brothers are speaking wickedly of each other. And he goes, man, you're, you're cursing those who belong to Christ and then praising <laughs> God with the same tongue. He goes, yeah. that doesn't work. And, and so, but what we tend to do, because we tend to be, we tend to operate by a moral code rather than by the spirit. Mm-hmm. We go, yeah, I've got these big sins under control. Even if it's a problem for me, I'm managing it. Yeah. <laughs> you know, <laughs> yeah. does, does that make sense? So that's exactly what I, yeah. I mean. I think that's the question. Like, how do I die to self more? Yeah. I, I want to move to the yeah. next level of management. Th- that's what yeah. it is. So when people ask the question, how do I die to uh, self more? They're looking for a system of management to manage sin. Uh-huh. And this, the system is already in place. It's the spirit. Yep. You fool. Paul yeah. says to the yeah. Galatians, he goes, my goodness, <laughs> you guys are so stupid. He's like, the, the system is the spirit. Yeah. If yeah. you live by the spirit, Walk by the spirit. Mm-hmm. You won't do. He says you will not gratify the desires of the flesh. Yeah, exactly. So here's a thought I, I, from a husband's perspective. Like, here's how I think about it to maybe to make it like a practical example. Um, I could, I could be spending time as someone who's, who's married. I could be spending time with lots of other women besides my wife. And then, and then saying, I'm not sleeping with this one. I'm not sleeping with, and then saying, I'm not sleeping with any of them. And then maybe come to you guys and ask questions like, man, I'm having a really hard time, like just not having desires to like have these sexual things happen with these other women. How do I, how do I manage that? (laughs) And you could tell me, you could tell me something practical, like, well, don't spend time with those women. Text Mm -hmm. your buddy when when you have to be with one of these people. What that doesn't do is that doesn't actually change my relationship with my wife. No. Mm -hmm. So the instruction shouldn't be first stop spending time with those women. The instruction should be, why don't you fall in love with your wife more? Yeah. Because the reality is, is the more time you spend with your wife and the more you fall in love with her, the less of a desire you will begin to have for those other women. Yeah. At, which yeah. I think, again, all allegories fall apart at some place, but like, I think that's kind of what he's saying here in Galatians 5, 16, sure. mm-hmm. that when you walk by the spirit, you are, here's the practical side of it, Pierce, what you're talking about. I think, total thought, this could be way off, but here's how I feel. Mm-hmm. I feel like the idea is that when you begin to submit to the spirit as someone who's been given life by the spirit, the more that happens, the more you recognize your identity, like the more you set your mind on the things above, the more you experience the goodness of life in Christ, the more you experience yeah. the goodness of the spirit, the less desire you have to try to do it on your own, yeah. the less desire you have for those other things. So while I don't think he says when you walk by the spirit or walk by the spirit and you will not gratify the desires of the flesh, that's a, that's the reality. So I think that's where we got to go. Instead of saying, here's how you manage your sin. We say, walk by the spirit. Meaning I think the word he uses here is like, take the hand of, or like step in line. I think it's like this military term, the Greek word for walk there. It's like this sense of like, get in place and where you belong, gotcha. let the spirit guide you. And it's not it, I, the, I don't even think it's like the, you're doing all the work. It's no. almost like the river, get in the yeah. river and like, which is, oh, I hate that. I just said that because there's all those stupid songs. <laughs> <laughs> uh, anyways, but like, I think Wait that's, that, the <laughs> or there's that Tomlin song. Um, not the river. I'm going to dance in the river. I think, I think oh, of, yeah. uh, was it Oh Brother, we're out there. Down to the river to pray. <laughs> so that's how, I, I mean, I might, there might be some kickback on that thought, but like, that's what it seems like to me from a practical sense yeah. is that the more you, 
the more you walk by the spirit, the more your perspective shifts to like the Romans eight, you're no longer of the flesh. Yeah. You are, your identity now rests in who you are in Christ. Yeah. And the, the more in essence, this is Micah saying this, the more you, if you will, fall in love with Jesus, yeah. the less you have love for other things, if you will. Yeah. The more you walk by the spirit, the less yeah. you'll have a desire to do it on your own, to do your own management. Yeah, That's yeah, my yeah. thought. Well, I think, I think a lot of preaching and a lot of Christian writing deals with sin avoidance. Mm -hmm. yeah. And that's the, that's the wrong approach. Mm -hmm. Sin avoidance is not the goal. And I think what, what people might hear us say is like, don't have any conversations about sin avoidance. That's not what I'm saying. What I'm saying is, is if your first, first focus is walk by the spirit, yeah. then you can have some practical conversations. Like I might, someone might come to us and say like a, like a literal situation where they're like, man, I'm really having a hard time not sleeping with this other, these other women besides my wife. We're going to talk to them first about the relationship with Jesus first, yeah, yeah. right? Then we're going to talk to them about the relationship with their wife. Yeah. And then we're going to talk about the stupidity yes. of hanging out with those women. You see yeah. what I'm saying? So, yeah. there, But there's a progression there. Yeah. We don't first say, I mean, we might say like, okay, first and foremost, like your perspective's off on this whole thing. Yeah. yeah. You know what I mean? But then there's like this progression. Because if we just get them to stop hanging out with the women, it doesn't fix the situation. It, exactly. it doesn't cause them to have a love for God or their spouse or, right. Yeah. And, and the problem, the problem with putting up a, a new moral standard is that every moral standard then requires a new moral standard, which requires a new moral standard until you have like moral standard, a subset 373, right, yeah. you know, like uh, all these different things. And so to walk by the spirit, like we, it is, it's an identity issue. I know we talk about that a lot. It feels probably to some people like it's a cop out for us by this point, but it really is understanding who you are. Mm -hmm. And that you have been sealed with the Holy Spirit, that the same spirit that raised Jesus Christ from the dead, that same power is at work within you. Yep. Uh, the number of people who, when I have these kinds of conversations with them, will just shrug their shoulders and go, yeah, but we're just sinners. We're all going to sin. Mm -hmm. Like, it, it's so funny to me because people will always say, well, I, Jesus, you suck. Yeah. What, what they'll say is, well, we're only human. And I've started going... Yes, and God is only God. Like, <laughs> like, is it, why? Why is my humanity the thing that that restricts and confines God? Right. Why yeah. am Why am I not restricted and confined by yeah. God than the other way around? You know. And so, this idea that to walk by the Spirit, I don't know. It, people, you know what? It, you know what I think it is. I think that people have become so used to the moral code, and I think that people have become so used to sin mm -hmm. like that it's just part of the landscape of their life yeah you know like well yeah it's constantly comparing yourself socially instead of to christ instead yeah. of to the life that god has called us to i'm better than that person exactly. i'm better than i used to be yeah. this um, is just how people are 100 percent. well i think too like trying to think of it from like from all standpoints i think this is a question that people ask from from a very immature place but also a relatively like more mature place as well. Like the more they get to know Christ, they're still seeing those struggles. They're still seeing yeah. those things. So they, they ask a question that is from the wrong perspective, but they're just legitimately want to follow the Lord more. So they're, right. they're using words that Christian culture already uses. So like, how can I submit more? And I think too, there's, there's people that <laughs> gotta, I've known. You got to guard her heart. You got to guard her heart. That's right. Uh, <laughs> I, I've known some people that like what they would, they would view. And I think you said this a second ago, Ryan, they would view acknowledging our life in the spirit now as sitting idle. Like I, I need to do something though. I, I need to help. I need to help God in the fight. I need to go out there and fight my sin the way that God does. And so I want, I want to participate, but I think what's brilliant, Mike, and you said this earlier, um, or we, we, you reiterated it earlier that, 
these acts of the flesh are useless or are, are, are worthless, right? Mm -hmm. And so I think that it, that that's that can be a massive uh, perspective shift as well. Is like you can fight as hard as you want to. That doesn't that doesn't, doesn't affect anything, it, it. anything at all. Whenever you can just lean into um, who Christ has made you to be, your identity in Him, and and the righteousness that you have in Him, and living a life, kind of what you said earlier, Micah, that like you're now being led by the Spirit. That's how you participate, yeah. and it's beautiful. Like, is it First Peter or Second Peter? The divine participation that we have in Second Peter one three and yeah, four. Yeah, exactly. It's it's there's there's beauty in that. That the life we have now, when when we let go, when yeah. we when we say like, yeah, it's not it's not about my control. It's not about what I've been able to accomplish. It's always been about what Christ has been accomplished has accomplished. And it's not that I'm sitting idly by. I'm holding the hand of my Savior as I'm walking through this yeah. life, and I have the ability. Now He's empowering me to glorify Him in this world. He's empowering me to do yeah. that. Things. It's it's what the goal is rather than you're, you're putting your focus on what the goal is rather than on the things that shouldn't be there. Yeah. Uh, as an example, like like you could say, um, I've never cheated on my wife, mm -hmm. but that's not really big enough. The question is, is have you and your wife been people in your relationship who've expressed the beauty of the relationship between Jesus and the church according to Ephesians five? Right. Mm -hmm. So like you could say. We've never technically sinned in our marriage, but has your marriage accomplished the purpose of marriage? Yeah, right. So it's like too small of an idea to just say I haven't done it. Yeah, it's it's to your point, Pierce. It's mm -hmm. like it's the goal. Like, yeah, I, I wonder what it would be like if if we got up every morning or every day, just some way to say, but like if if every day your heart was, God, I just want to glorify you in everything I do today. Mm -hmm. Yeah. What would that change? You know what yeah. I mean? Like, yeah. what if you really just did a, like, what if that was, if you want to know, like, man, how do I, if, if someone's asking the question, like, like, how do I walk by the spirit and die to self more with what they're really saying is, man, there's these things I'm struggling with. I don't know how to deal with. What if you got up every day and were just like, man, God, I'm going to glorify you today. And yeah. you found yourself struggling through something and you were like, God, help me glorify you in this. I wonder what would happen. Yeah. yeah. Cause I don't really know practically like a five step program to say, here's what it means to walk by the spirit. I think it's just the statement. Mm -hmm. It's. And, I think the reason it's confusing is because we've spent so long in Christian culture convincing ourselves that it's still our work, yeah. that our mindset isn't, we are now of the spirit. Paul's not saying this is a complicated thing. He's saying no. this is now who you are. Just live in the spirit because that's yeah. who you are now. That's the, the power of God that raised Jesus from the dead by the spirit now lives in you. Yep. So mm -hmm. literally just do life by the spirit instead of trying to do it on your own, which is what you were saying earlier. Yeah. Trying to say like, if you change the mindset of like, I just said it backwards, trying yeah. to not live on your own. Like when you, when you move the law out, when you move the morals yeah. as the goal out, then it allows you, I think to clear, which is what you're trying to say. Like yeah. it clears you up to go. That's not who I am. Yeah. And the goal is to live by the spirit. Yeah. Because the spirit will always do the things that glorify God. Yeah. And so if you're waking up in the morning and you're going, okay, what are the rules I need to follow today? What are the things that I need to do? That is not living by the spirit. Mm -mm. And, and it's a pretty good indication for me. Maybe this is my perspective. I probably should have said it more clearly, but for me, those things are a really good indication that I'm not relying on the spirit. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And, and so when I go, what are the rules I need to follow? How do I need to do this better? The moment yeah. I start asking those questions, that's, that means that I'm putting myself at the helm. Yeah. And so those are moments where I go, okay, Ryan, <laughs> you're a fool. <laughs> mm -hmm. You're not, you're not in control of this. You need to submit to God, let, let the spirit. Does that make sense? Yeah. Like, and I, I love that Paul gives us a list. Like, it's almost like, Hey, you want to know which, which side you're on? Yeah. Here's the list. Mm -hmm. yeah. If you're walking by the flesh, here's what your life looks like. Yep. If you're trying to accomplish things on your own, here's what your life looks like. If Sexual you're walking morality, with, impurities, yeah. all these things. Yeah. If you walk in, which, which that's the tell, right? That's why you asked yeah, the question. Yeah. Like, I'm still struggling through these things. What am I doing wrong? Well, you're <laughs> trying to do it on your own. 
That's, he gives us a list. Yeah. If you walk by the Spirit, here's the fruit, singular. It's not, yeah. I'm good at loving today. I'm good at gentleness today and kindness. It's it's the, literally those things become the fruit yeah. of, of the Spirit. So if you find yourself combating sin every day, like you're just like, man, you feel like you feel like you're in that struggle. You're aware of your shortcomings. You're aware of all your garbage. You're aware of all the, like that is not God at work in you. That's you trying to do it on your own mm -hmm. because yep. the result of submitting to the spirit is, as you said, Micah, the fruit of the spirit, love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, gentleness, faithfulness, and self-control. I'm going to land on that last one for just a little bit. Most people are trying to manage their sin because they lack some degree of self-control. Mm. Mm. And so they're trying to obtain self-control through uh -huh. a moralistic code. And the very fact yeah. that you are struggling with self-control is indicative that you are not walking by the Spirit. Right? Mm -hmm. And so what it should do is be a wake-up call for us to go, well, crap. Because yeah. I, 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 that that, I think that that's the thing. I think that most Christians, I think you said this, Pierce, they... They're wanting to serve God. They're trying to do that. But what has been sold them, what has been given them is a system, a system of rules, yeah. a system of structure, of moralistic uh, conduct. And in their mind, they correlate submitting to the Spirit with this system of rules. Yeah. I need to submit to the Spirit. Here's all the rules. And, and Micah, you said it. Somebody might, you know, we don't have five rules on how to submit to the Spirit. I promise you somebody out there does. Mm -hmm. And and I promise you it's not submitting to the Spirit because it has the five rules. Right. It's here's what you need to do. And, I think that's why there's no lead up to it. Yeah. He's just like, do it. Yeah. Mm -hmm. and, and so it's it's one of these things that like a really good indication, because we're, we're sitting here as believers, the three of us, husbands and fathers who love the Lord, pastors. And if in our minds, we're having this debate with ourselves of, man, I just, I got to figure out how to be better at this. I got to figure out how to do this better. That's a really great indication that we're not walking by the spirit in that moment, mm -hmm. like that we're walking by flesh. Yeah. It's a, it's a good kind of, I don't know. It's the, it's the CO2 <laughs> alarm, you know, in the middle of the night or whatever, you know, yeah. it's just going, Hey, give uh, another like random thought on this it's a little bit side but it has to do with the spirit i i wonder if there's a sense of christian culture for those people who have been in christian culture for a long time where we see like two sides of christian culture in terms of the spirit like we see like a, a uber charismatic side and an uber not charismatic side so like mm -hmm. you'll hear someone who's like far extreme on the charismatic side say like i get up every morning and ask the spirit what i'm supposed to wear mm -hmm. and someone on the other side is like that's the dumbest thing i've ever heard in my life <laughs> and they're not wrong <laughs> Give, giving no thought to the spirit though. yes because yeah. i don't think that's that's not what paul's saying here no but caveat i will say if you're someone who's walking by the spirit it can influence what you wear yeah sure you know what i'm saying so but it's not the I think both of the sides, extreme sides, probably try to do it on their own. Yeah. The someone the someone who's like the the far side charismatic who's like, I'm gonna ask the spirit everything I do. I kind of think what you're saying is like I'm using this phrase the spirit to justify what I think I want to do. Mm. If that makes sense. Mm -hmm. Like, um well, let me go to the far extreme other side is the side who has things like the third use of the law, the moral use of the law, or like yeah. we still need to obey these specific rules for yeah. holiness. Um and I think that they are they've fought each other for so long in our culture that we've almost like turned each other off to it. So like mm -hmm. someone who is on the charismatic side might say, I walk by the spirit constantly, yeah. but they're not talking about what Paul's talking about in Galatians five. They're mm -hmm. talking about things that are like, um, I speak in tongues or yeah. Yeah. 
visions, um, visions that kind of stuff, yeah. prophecies. Yeah, I got a word from the Lord, that kind of stuff. It's a whole separate conversation, but in their mind, that's what walking by the spirit looks like. Right. And the other side- Contrasted with these nine things. That, right. Yeah. The other side is walking by the spirit means I obey these set of rules. What I'm saying is I don't think either side is right. I think they're right. both kind of in the same mindset of doing it on my own. Sure. Yeah. It's one, the charismatic side saying, I am of my own volition uh, manifesting these aspects of the spirit. If sure. You will. They would probably say it that way. And the other side's like, I'm manifesting holiness by these works. And I think they're both wrong. Yeah. I think we've fought that in Christian culture for a while. We're now- like people who are not on the charismatic side are like, I don't want to have anything to do with the spirit because those crazy people over there just ask questions. Yeah, there was like a knee jerk reaction. Yeah. yeah, so like where they see Benny Hinn or other kooks who like do crazy stuff, then they attach themselves to the spirit. And then, yeah. you know, then there's a turn off from the other side. They're like, I don't want to have anything to do with the spirit. I think we've seen that. And so when we get to passages like, but I say walk by the spirit, I think both sides are confused because mm -hmm. they've spent, I think the enemy's done a good job of confusing us in that. Like, what would it be like if the church as a whole actually walked by the spirit? And had these things that are mentioned in Galatians yeah. 5. What would it look yeah. like? The, let me just say this. The world is being changed by the spirit on a consistent basis. Like mm -hmm. there are people getting saved across the world that we don't even know about here in the U.S. or don't hear about very often. He's doing some incredible things through believers across the world. I think in the West, we've kind of been stuck in this place of complacency. Yeah. Um, and I think that we ask these questions sometimes because we think it's it's not here. Or we'll say things yeah. like, you know, when persecution comes, this this will happen. And I'm always like, persecution's already here. Yeah. You're just mm -hmm. not seeing it in the U.S. the yeah. same way you are in other parts of the world. So, like, we have a tendency as Americans to, like, um, like make ourselves the center of the Bible. Yeah. And I think that's that's a bad place to be. Terrible. It's a terrible place. It's, well, listen, if your church shoots off fireworks on July 4th, leave. <laughs> get away from, I won't name the church First Baptist Dallas, but like, don't, like get out of that kind of crappy person. I don't know how the pastor is now, but that's how it was yeah. a few years ago. But like, mm -hmm. that's it. Like, are you kidding me? That's that's the goal. Um, and we fight about things over like Christian nationalism. Mm -hmm. You know, like it's, you said it a few weeks ago, Ryan, on Sunday, like we are not Americans first. Yeah. yeah. We are followers. We are members of the kingdom. We are, you mm -hmm. know, we're citizens of heaven first. That's yeah. who we are. And so what would it look like? It would look like the world continue to be changed more if we walked by the spirit. But what they see is yeah. um, they see Christians who are about morals Yeah, from both sides. Yeah. Both sides. I'll tell you this. I have a family, um, Simmons of God family, and I have family of the Southern Baptist. Um, they're basically the same moralistic people. They just disagree on tongues and visions and healings and stuff like that, <laughs> yeah. but they have the yeah. same moral code. And what I'm telling you both is stop. Mm -hmm. What Paul's saying to you is stop trying to do it on your own. Yeah. 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 It has to be by the spirit. Well, I mean, I have thoughts. There's a we'll lot. Wait till we're off go. air. I have a lot of <laughs> thoughts right now that are going through my head. Well, I think that helps shape the perspective. I mean, we've said, we've used a lot of that language before, but I think, like I said, at the beginning of the episode, being able to make it more pointed towards that question, how do I submit more to the spirit? Um, but yeah, it's a massive, it, yeah. it has to be a shift of perspective. What's up? I was going to say how to submit more to the spirit. Uh, there's not a, there's not a rule. It's just, <laughs> just, do, <laughs> just it. do it. Yeah. Just <laughs> it's acknowledge you are in Christ yes. and live. That's what yeah. I think people yeah. miss is like, yeah. it's, it's, it's almost like they're not acknowledging that the spirit is in them. Exactly. Yeah. The spirit will do what it's, I'm saved now. Does. What do I do? Yeah. Yeah. Versus if you, if you feel like you don't have power over sin, you are probably not walking by the spirit because the reality yeah. is, is you don't have power over sin. Mm -hmm. and, and I'm going to throw this grenade in here, but if you continue to not have any power or victory over sin, maybe your version of Christianity was a false gospel. Mm, yeah. yeah. Maybe you haven't actually put faith in Jesus 
of the Bible, you've mm-hmm. put faith in a moralistic code. Yeah. And, uh, and that's why there's, that's why you don't ever see the spirit working in you is yeah. because he's not in you. <laughs> I've always thought back in the day, it hasn't happened a lot lately. Back in the day I'd hear camps and retreats, people would give a testimony and they'd be like, I got saved VBS when I was like eight, but I didn't really make Jesus Lord of my life until I was like 19 or 20. Yeah. As, here's, that, as though that can happen. Well, here's my thought. Yeah. I think what they're acknowledging is they probably got saved when they were 19 or 20. Right. Yeah. Because they recognize, like, I don't think, sal- I think what happened was, is they were told if you say this like mystical prayer, <laughs> you get saved. I think at 19 or 20 or whenever they say it was that yeah. they made Jesus Lord of their life. I think that's when they recognize that Jesus is the savior, that he's the Lord, yeah. he's the king, he's worth serving. And it's not till you acknowledge Jesus as God that you are able to gain righteousness through faith in him. Right. Like it's, it's not like, which we'll talk about, I think, in a coming episode. It's not your version of Jesus. Right. It's the Jesus yeah. that he revealed himself as in the scripture. So I think right. you're spot on, Ryan. And we've spent too long, I think, trying to make ourselves feel better about people being saved rather than yes. the goal being, I want you to know that the salvation yeah. you have is for real. Yeah, yeah. we've soft-stepped kind of around those mm-hmm. discussions instead of just Why saying, are we scared of that? Yeah. I don't understand why we're scared yeah. of that. Then that, then that feeds from, yeah, shifting the perspective as well. That was what you said, Micah. That was exactly my story. I used to say it that way. I would say it because uh, I said the prayer at Bellevue Baptist in Midland, Texas, and got my dad baptized me and all that other stuff. But then, yeah, I was 18 years old, 17 years old, and about to turn 18, where I used to say that same language. Then I really submitted to the Lord here, but through our conversations, acknowledging like, no, nah, I was saved when I was 18. The Lord was working in my life. I think, yeah, I think God was sure. drawing me to him. And I finally threw my hands up when I was 18 and said, this life isn't about me. I you, think I got you saved. Everything. I think I got saved when I was five. Like, I actually remember the conversation having with my mom and being like, yeah, I believe that. Mm-hmm. Um, my life looked drastically different when I turned 16 and yeah. like, like kind of said, God, you have my heart, mm-hmm. but I, I'm not doubting my salvation between there. Cause I can see there were sure. things in my life that were evidence of the spirit in me. It just was a drastic more in, there was more intensity, yeah. I should say. And so like, I don't want people to get confused either. We're saying like, unless your life is like crazy intense for <laughs> Jesus, you're not saved. Yeah. What we're saying is, is if, if you, if you never feel victory over sin, mm-hmm. maybe you don't because the spirit's not in you. That's yeah. what you're saying. Right? Yeah. Maybe and it's, it's definitely a question worth asking before. Why would you not ask it? Like, <laughs> why would you think, well, no, no, no. I'm for sure saved because I said this prayer when I was little. Why wouldn't you ask the question? And go, yeah, yeah. let me, what does Paul say? Like, make your calling, uh, no, no, no. Well, yeah, there's two different That's, texts, that's a different one. Yeah, that's not second, the one I was trying to 2 say. Corinthians 13, 5, test yourself, examine yourself, yeah, yeah. and see whether or not in your faith. Yeah. Don't you know that Christ is in you unless, of course, you fail the test? And, and I mean, whether, whether you're a believer or not, if you want to know if you're submitting to the Spirit, look at the nine things called the fruit of the Spirit. And if none of those things are in your life, yeah. Man, like at the at very least, least you're not question. submitting to the spirit. Yeah. At the very least. Yeah. And ask the question. Ask the question from a from a perspective of desiring Christ and desiring the life that he has for us. I think too often things exactly what y'all said. We we soft step it. We avoid those questions, even internally. I think because of this of this pride, like, no, I'm a Christian. I did this. No, 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 no. I, no, everything's okay. We're still making it. Even at that point, the perspective's all on you and all the yep. things that you've done. Yep. Instead of saying, and if if say a brother or sister in Christ brings that up to you make the conversation about Jesus, not everything you've done and be like, okay, well you have legitimate concerns about my salvation. Let's talk about that. Don't get defensive, but that's a go-to that we see all the time is that people want to prove their salvation. And it may be a conversation where you're like, yeah, you're right. I don't doubt the fact that my, my faith is in Jesus. I'm just not in step with it. I'm, I need, I needed a brother or sister to to call out. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So 
And I that's think, different than someone saying, I don't think you're a Christian because you're th- of your theology. Yeah, right, yeah, yeah. Right, right. Totally different. Yeah, totally different conversation. Yeah. Good. We're, we're we're starting to go down a different road. Yeah, maybe, no, yeah. Maybe maybe we need to have that conversation. I like that point. conversation. Um, dope. Yeah. So, switch your language. Don't don't no need to ask the question. How do I submit more to the Spirit? But rather, an encouragement to everybody watching and listening. Um, acknowledge who you are in Christ. Embrace who you are in Christ, and um, and live that out. Walk it. Walk, walk by the Spirit. Yeah, which I think is just an identity thing. Yeah, absolutely. Um, dope. Cool. Hey, everybody, we are at the Garden Audio, as always, with Steven. We are chilling here. Um, go give him a follow at uh, at the Garden Audio on Instagram. Go check out what he's got going on over there. Uh, see updates with family life, with studio life, with gear, with all the fun stuff going on. Uh, and while you're over there, we are at Simpler Pod. Go check us out. Give us a follow. Give us a like. Share the memes. Share the clips. Get the, get the things going because we want more and more people to engage. Usually, it's the people that are outside of the simpler community, they got, they got some negative comments to say and comments that don't make any sense at all. And so, um, (laughs) there are times where we respond and there are times where we're like, we know this is not going to be fruitful at all if we respond. Um, so if you guys want to join into the conversation, go, go leave comments, go, um, go reach out to us through there. That is one of the best ways you can share topics you guys want to talk about. I think the last, a handful of the last ones have been suggested topics have been questions that we've gotten in. So if you have a question, may it be based off today's episode or just something you're going through in life, go to at simpler pod on Facebook or Instagram and shoot us a message. Uh, ask us what, what, or say, hey, I want to hear this discussed. And as always keep crisis core. What could be simpler than that? See y'all in June. Bye.